Welcome back to Pole Politicking. Chilling with my homie. And it's really my homie. I ain't really just saying this, my homie. Uh, my homie Mecca. How you doing, bro? Man, I'm good. I'm good, man. How, uh, how, how's everything out there in Pole Politicking world today? Uh, man, we good. We good over here. So... I was th- I was thinking about a title for you, and the first I was gonna say hip hop journalist, but I know you also write for Slam a little bit, so I just really just got to be a journalist. So I just want you to talk about your resume a little bit, some of the things you did so far. Okay, man. Well, um, you know, I've been I've been writing writing since like I was a kid, but I I've been writing professionally since about two thousand and four. You know, that's when I started a website called LastWordOnline.com. It was um online hip hop news magazine. You know, saying and um. I started that. I was I was the only writer, the only editor, the only photographer, the only person on the on the team, really. So you know that was my baby right there, and I did that for three years. And um, you know around 2007, I just started freelancing for other people. You know um, I had a chance to write for Double XL. Um, you mentioned Slam. I had a chance to write for them back then, and I still contribute for the for the magazine, for the website, for them. And um, you know I also started working for um, WordOnTheStreetsMag.com. Shout out to my girl Isis. Um, YoRaps.com. Big up to Kai and them over there. And, you know, just contributing to other websites and other magazines as well. But, you know, and even since then, I've branched out from there. You know, I started doing, um, started dabbling into film a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I started with um, Crown Royalty, A History of Charlotte Hip Hop, where I documented the hip hop scene in Charlotte, North Carolina. And um, I dropped that last year. And right now, I'm working on In the Mix DJs Doing Work, which is a documentary about the DJ culture and hip hop. So that's slated to drop next year. You know, we've been taping it since last year. And um, the filming for that's been going great so far. But that's mainly where I'm at right now. So that's a little background on me. Okay. And I want to know, as far as your passion for writing and uh, music, where would you say it comes from? Oh, man, you know, my passion for music comes from, you know, growing up with my mom's my pops. They was big music fans, you know what I'm saying? My mom was really into gospel. My father was the one who was into a whole lot of different music, you know what I'm saying? Like, like he used to just listen to everything, um, up to hip-hop, matter of fact. He used to listen to everything. So I kind of got my love of music from them. And, you know, just over time, the passion kind of grew, especially when it comes to hip-hop, you know what I'm saying? Like, for pretty much, I've been raised my whole life in hip-hop, you know what I'm saying? So from the beginnings, back when I was buying NWA tapes and hiding them from my parents and stuff like that. I've been into hip-hop, you know, it's just from where, from from that beginning to where it is now, it's just growing every day, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just got a love for the culture, for real. Like, I am the culture. I am hip-hop. Okay. And what's your opinion of the game right now? Oh, man, I think the game right now is at its best, po- is at its best point. You know what I mean? As far as record sales, people aren't going platinum and, and diamond platinum, you know what I'm saying, on a regular basis like they used to. But I feel like... When you look at the creativity from some of these artists right now and you look at, it, at, at how they kind of like put they, they lives in their own hands as far as putting out their music on iTunes and, you know what I'm saying, trying to distribute stuff on their own, doing their own shows, stuff like that. I feel like just that alone makes the game a lot better. You know what I'm saying? Because it's almost like, again, back when the game first started when stuff was so much into the artist's hands. You know what I'm saying? When we when, when we started being so corporate, that's when it started. we started kind of losing what hip-hop was, but... So it's like now it went back to the streets, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like right now it's at its, at its best point, you know what I'm saying? I love the fact that we got people like Tyler, the creator, who's hot, and Wiz Khalifa, who's hot, and Matt Miller, who's hot, who are really three different artists, you know what I'm saying? But they all have their own own fan bases. They all have their who own... Who the third one you said? Because you went out on the third one. Oh, my bad. I mentioned Mac Miller, too, you know oh, what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, I was like, yeah, you know, yeah. just them, them three artists right there... They're three artists who are very different, but they all have their own lane and they all have their own fan base and they're able to do shows and you know what I'm saying to the point where you see somebody like Tyler win a win a 
a VMA award this year. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just love the fact that hip-hop right now is so independent and so individual, and I like that. All right, who's your... I want you to list your top five DOA. Ooh. Ooh, top five. Well, number one is Jay, hands down. Like, Jay's the best rapper of all time to me. Um, right after him, we're going to be M. You know what I mean? And, and people will argue me this, but probably third will be Big. And I, I feel honestly like if Big would have kept rapping, I think I would have had no problem making him number one. But the fact that we had two albums, I can't really argue that you're the greatest ever. Mm-hmm. Um, a- after Big Nas, after Nas, um, whoo, that's the, probably the argument right there. I don't really have a solid top, a, a solid number five. Like, I think Tip is dope. You know what I'm saying? But, you Ooh. know, then again, he's not like. You said Tip? Yeah, I think Tim is up there. Did you say Nas? Top 10. Yeah. Uh, what about Jada? Jada's up there, too. You know, that's why I'm saying, like, that, that number five spot. Is- then you didn't say Pac either, huh? Nah, I didn't say Pac either. Pac's-, Pac's in my top 10, but he's not one of my top 10 rappers. You know what I mean? Like, he'll be number nine or number 10, but... And that's not to have people start jumping down my throat about Pac, but... Pac was dope. He just wasn't, to me, he wasn't lyrically like how I like lyrically. And I was gonna, you kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, but I was going to say, so what period of hip-hop, like five-year span, was your favorite? Uh, five-year span, probably from 95 to 2000, probably. That was probably like, the, that was the time when I was really, really, really at buying music. Like, I remember going to get the Chronic 2001, um, Supreme Clientele by Ghostface, Black Rob's Life Story, Commons, like Water for Chocolate. I remember getting all those back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back. I mean, No Limit CDs you bought... Oh, none. For real? What? <laughs> never, I, never bought a, a, I never bought a Master P CD. Like, I've, I've been around people who own them, so I never felt I had the right need to buy them. You know what I'm saying? But I ain't never owned no, 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 no limit CDs. I never owned no cash money CDs either. Yeah, I mean, I, I think now, like, everybody, like, even, like, people didn't like him, you have to respect the fact that he came out with CDs every month, like, back-to-back. Like, people don't do that shit no more, how he was, like, what label still does that where they come out with albums every month? Like, he was doing that shit like clockwork. Every month, somebody was coming out. Nobody. He was a, he was a monster when it came to um, um, branding these artists, too. Like, you'd open up a Mac, you'd open up a No Limit CD, and you'd already know what's coming out the next five months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I said. So, I mean, now as I grow older, I really, like, you can't really, like, you can say what you want to say as far as rapping, but on the business tip, like, you got to respect them. All right. And I want you to talk about the slam a little bit, man, because, you know, so that means you're a basketball head. So I want you to talk about some of your favorite players of all time and some of your favorite teams of today. Okay, man. Um, shoot, my favorite player of all time is is obviously MJ. You know, so I grew up in the Jordan era, so to me, Jordan don't do no 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 wrong. And my favorite teams, you know, of course, the Celtics. You know, I, I've been holding down the Celtics since again I was a kid. I'm from born and raised in Boston, so that's really all I really knew. So even when they was in the the thirty wins years, I was still yelling Boston Celtics all day. So now I'm loving what they're doing right now. You know, say I'm a huge fan of Ray John Rondo. I think he's the illest point guard in the league. I tell people that all the time. I argue it every day. For a man who's not like prolific when it comes to scoring, he, he'll, he'll, he'll drop a triple double on you like it's nothing. Uh, so, who's your favorite player all time from Boston? Favorite player from Boston all time, Larry Bird. Okay. Yeah, Larry Bird, Larry Legend, number thirty-three. Okay. As far as your interviews, I want to know what would you consider your favorite interview of all time that you did. Favorite interview of all time, uh, David Banner. And why was that? 
David Banner. Um, it was when his second album dropped. And um, I don't know if you ever got a chance to interview Banner or if anybody who's listening had a chance to, to speak to Banner. But Banner's one of the most down-to-earth people you'll ever meet. And he has a good he has a good range of knowledge. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not just about hip-hop to him. Like, he could sit there and tell you about black history all day. And the main reason why he was my favorite interviewer, though, was um, the time I was interviewing him, like I, get, like I said, his, album, his second album was about to drop. And he was on his promo run. And he was literally driving to MTV Station to go ahead and do um, TRL. This is back when TRL was, was popping. And um, he actually held up the show to finish an interview of mine. You know what I'm saying? Like he, we had two more questions, and he literally held up that show. And I'm sitting there. You know, like, you can watch it. I'm sitting there watching him wait for David Banner while he's on the phone with me. Mm. So I thought that was... I always respected him for that. Like, he even said on the phone, he said, you know, big to small, if somebody call me to do an interview, I got to finish the interview. I don't care if it's last word online or MTV. Oh, that's what's up. You know, and I always respected that. That's cool. So, what was your worst? And I don't want to hear no. I don't want to say no names and all that. You gotta tell us the name and all that. Oh, I'll say, I'll say the name, man. So who, um, who was the worst? First, man? and I always remember my worst was Dame Grease. And Dame is definitely he redeemed himself. I did an interview with him again later, and it was way better. But the first time I interviewed Dame Grease, who's a, who's a big producer in hip hop, I don't know. He might have just had an off day, but the interview was just was just it was. Whack from the beginning to the end, you know what I'm saying? So, but the second time we did the interview, it was all love, it was dope as shit, you know what I'm saying? But maybe the first day he didn't have a good day. Yeah, I said, I fucking right hang up the phone on him. I don't be caring. <laughs> 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 I got a click. I don't give a fuck who you is. I was, man, oh shit. All right, so we got a politics a little bit, man. We got going to the politics a little bit. So, I want to know about is there any issue in society that, that's bothering you and you would like to speak on? Um, there's any issues right now. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot. You know what I mean? I think there's a, uh, I think really our priorities are kind of skewed right now when it comes to um, what we're worrying about, especially when I, I when I say we, I think I'm talking about the black culture. I feel like this thing, we look around our communities, man, I feel like the lack of schools and the lack of libraries is a way bigger problem than some of the stuff that we've been complaining about. Yeah. Look around, and to me, if you can't go to the, if you can't go to the library and grab a book for free, well, you can't go to school and get a proper education for free, and that's a problem. And that's a, that's something that we always came up leaning on, like you know, libraries, and public schools. A lot of our greatest leaders came out of free the free system. Yeah. So if you can't if you can't go and like I say, go go get a book for free, or go sit in the library and be able to read for a little while, but without the library only being open for three days a week, then that's whack. You know what I'm saying? I'd rather I tell people all day, I'd rather have free libraries and public education and free healthcare all day. Cause I was saying, I, I, so if you don't got, if you don't have, a, if you don't have a proper education, you have, you having no education and being having in universal health care still means you unhealthy to me. You know what I'm saying? You still lacking something. Yeah, cause I, I, was, I be going back like reflecting on my life, and you know, I like to read a lot. And then I, I remember when I was little. I used to actually beg my mom to, like, drop me off at the library, and I'd just stay there all day and just read, you know. I wasn't reading, like, you know, I'd be reading the shit I like. Like, I'd go through and read all the Sports Illustrated or just read, like, sports. But I was still, like, I used to enjoy going to the library. And, like, nowadays, man, you can't get no kid. You can't just drop no kid off at no library talking about read. They look at you crazy as hell. <laughs> look at you like it's even open. You uh, know what I mean? <laughs> like, where, where you find a library at? They ain't got no, they be like, they don't got no library with no Xbox. fuck you talking about? <laughs> you ain't lying, man. Yeah, these, I think that's probably my biggest problem right there. And I want to hear a politician at least speak on how they're going to work on that. Because, you know, I thought it was just happening in Charlotte, but it's really happening in Boston. If it's happening in Boston, it's happening everywhere else. Yeah, right about that. Public schools are, are getting closed left and right. Okay. So we got a fan or... 
Not a fan. We got a listener of the show. Somebody listening to the show right now, and they're like, I want to be a hip-hop journalist, you know. What would you tell them they need to do? Give them, like, three steps. I tell them right now, it's probably the easiest. It's the easiest to get into that lane than ever. You know what I'm saying? When I was coming up, um, it was hard. You know, I ain't going to lie. Like, you know, websites were still just kind of popping. Like, all hip-hop, SOHH, they were the legends. From, they legends now, but they was legends back then. But really, there weren't a whole lot of websites. So when I started Last Word Online, it was I was able to have a lane where I didn't need to be as big as all hip-hop, but people still read it and knew what I was doing. Nowadays, though, you could be as big as them. You know what I'm saying? You can go ahead and get you a blog spot and utilize Twitters and all that to really build you up a little base of artists who you know and publicists who you know and managers who you know. So I feel like, you know, get on these, on, on these um, websites, LinkedIn and your Twitters and all them, and really start building your network and really start building your base of... Of, of people who you can re- you need to reach out to to get these interviews and, and, and to reach out to get to these artists you want to get to. You know, so I don't really feel like it's all that hard right now. Like, if you do that, pay attention to when you see um, um, certain websites that they're looking for interns or looking for writers. You know what I'm saying? Jump on those and start really building your portfolio and always keep your eyes open for, for another opportunity. You know what I mean? Like, I was always a hip-hop head, but I felt like... And I still feel this way. Like, if my if my writing isn't accepted in other in other... Um, um, genre in other in other categories that I don't feel like I'm really writing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know what I like. I know what my fans like when it comes to hip-hop, but what if I try to do basketball? What if I try to do politics? Will I still be good? You know what I'm saying? Like, always look to look to keep to keep um, um, expanding what you do, too. Like, don't ever get stuck in a rut. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's that hard at all. You know what I'm saying? Just pay attention to these, these, these social networks and you can really start building a fan base. A fan, you can really start building a network base without really even trying that hard nowadays. I want to say thank you for coming through politicking with me. No doubt, no doubt, man. Appreciate you having me out, man. And um, definitely want to shout you out, Chris, man. You, you've been a big support for me and any client I've ever worked for. Um, definitely you've been a big big help since I dropped um, In The Mix trailer, and we got a new one dropping next week. Matter of fact, um, we're going to be debuting the, the new in, extended trailer for In The Mix DJ's Doing Work. At the art of music, at the, at the art of music gifting suite during BET Hip Hop Awards weekend. Then we gonna start shooting it online um, that following Monday. So definitely make sure you get a link to it so you can check it out. You've been a big help for me. So um, salute you and salute your fans and check out DJs Doing Work to check out um, behind the scenes footage, um, pictures, the trailers, press releases, anything about the fe- about the movie. And um, y'all can follow me on Twitter at Machiavelli M E H K A V L L I. And at Invisible Man Media, Invisible Man MDA, um, and that's the Twitter for that. So, holla at us, man. Appreciate you having me on the show today. Cool, no problem, man. Thank you.
Okay, man.